You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 116th episode of Take a Bell. I'm your host, Eli Tokash, and this week we have such an incredible episode coming at you folks today. We have a very special guest that the Into the Woods fans are going to love, and honestly, all theater fans are going to love this episode because we are fangirling. We are talking about how much we love Sarah Bareilles. We are talking about all the things. We also talk about some AAPI representation on Broadway and all the things. So very excited to bring on Kennedy Kanagawa from Into the Woods, currently making his Broadway debut in the show. How cool is that? Making your Broadway debut in such an iconic show with all of these all-star performers. It's amazing. So excited for him, and he talks all about it. So I, I'm just so excited to share this with you all. He literally talks about the the whole journey um, that Into the Woods has had over the past year, whether it's from City Center, then transferring to Broadway, just fascinating stuff. And I'm so glad to hear that he's going to be staying with the show because they did announce a new cast, which I guess we can just talk about. Let's turn into some Broadway news, shall we? Yes, you just heard me say that Into the Woods brought in some new cast members. Well, they have not started yet. They start on September 6th. The current cast, um, not everybody is leaving, but Into the Woods was announced as a limited run, obviously because these all-stars are booked and busy, so they could not do a full open contract or six-month contract on Broadway. So they brought in some new stars to, to do the show, and they did not disappoint because, yes, currently they have incredible performers such as Sarah Bareilles and Brian Darcy James and Philippa Sue and Julia Lester. Um, unfortunately, all of them are leaving the show on September 4th, and they're bringing in Stephanie J. Block to play the Baker's Wife, which is currently being played by Sarah Bareilles. They're bringing in Sebastian Arcellus, who's going to be playing the Baker, which is currently played by Brian Darcy James. And I'm so excited about this because, fun fact, Stephanie J. Block and Sebastian are actually real life husband and wife so very excited for them to to be able to play that on a broadway stage at the saint james theater very cool they also are bringing in krista rodriguez to play cinderella who's currently being played by philippa sue and uh they brought in some other incredible people they also announced that montego glover will be sharing the role of the witch with patina miller so for those of you who are patina miller stands i empathize with you she is not leaving no which is amazing because Patina was so good in this role. She's not leaving. Montego Glover and her will be 
doing four shows a week each. Montego Glover will be playing Tuesday through Thursday. So she'll do Tuesday and then both shows Wednesday and then Thursday. And then Patina Miller will be playing the Friday, both shows Saturday and Sunday show. So very excited for that. It's going to be so cool. And it's kind of like, oh, who's going to be in this week? Yeah, like a little fun surprise each time you go. It's very exciting. Um, And they also announced that they're bringing in Andy Carl to play the role of the wolf in Cinderella's Prince from September 6th through September 15th, which is like, I don't know, but like, I'm, I'm so excited about this. I feel like Andy Carl playing the wolf is kind of like, Something I didn't know that I needed. And so, yeah, just very excited about that. And definitely will be seeing the show again with this new cast. I'm so excited for it. So congratulations to everyone who was announced that they will be going into the woods. Because, I mean, this show is just literally the hottest show on Broadway right now. And uh, it's just an amazing show to be a part of. Moving on, I usually like to start out with this, but uh, I kind of already announced that the Into the Woods cast was announced, so I wanted to get to that. Before I go any further, I do want to say congratulations and happy trails to everyone involved in Tina, the Tina Turner musical, which I mentioned last week. But there's also another show that closed just this past Sunday on August 14th, and that's the cast and company of POTUS. So congratulations to everyone involved in both of those productions. Everyone knows I love POTUS. So I can't believe I I didn't mention them last week. I had a whole episode about them and was at their opening night red carpet event and put that as a podcast. I don't know how I I didn't realize that last week, but uh, I just wanted to make sure that I said it this week because I loved that show and I thought it could be kind of like an into the woods. Like I think it could be successful without those stars because obviously I know they couldn't keep all of their stars, so they didn't want to continue it i guess i don't know anyways very upset about it because i love the show and thought it was hilarious so um wanted to mention that anyways moving on there was also a major cast announcement coming from the show 1776 which is something that we haven't really talked about but it's something that is going to be very exciting because you know we haven't talked about it because there hasn't been much to talk about so now they have their cast and i just want to congratulate some take about family members um well one's a family member One's like an honorary family member. Uh, congratulations to Carolee Carmelo, who's going to be playing the role of John Dickinson in 1776. And of course, Joanna Glushak, who played the role of Madame de Maurier in the Finding Neverland tour, which is obviously the role that Carolee Carmelo played on Broadway. So congratulations to Joanna Glushak, who will be playing the role of Stephen Hopkins in 1776. And congratulations to literally everyone who is involved in this company, because I know it's going to be an amazing show. I love what they're doing with the all-female and non-binary cast. It's so wonderful to see this type of representation and for them to be playing like male roles. It's kind of cool. It's kind of like a spin. And uh, because, you know, theater back in the day, the men were playing the women. So it's funny how things you know, come back around. History kind of repeats itself in a way. But I'm very excited for this. And I know that this production is going to be something very special and something that we'll want to really keep an eye out on and go see. So that's coming to Broadway September 16th, which is pretty much a month away. So get your tickets now. It's going to be at the American Airlines Theater. Very exciting stuff. September 16th through January 8th. It is a limited run, but it's going to be amazing and definitely worth checking out. 
I also wanted to congratulate another Tegabao family member, Luke Islam, who you can currently see in Netflix's 13 The Musical. Very excited. I have not seen it yet, unfortunately. I know it came out Friday, so I've had almost a week to see it, but I haven't gotten to it yet, and I'm so excited to see it because he is such a talent, and I also love 13, and I love the movie musicals. I like to see the representation and all that thing, so you know how I feel about that, but very exciting stuff. Go check out 13 the musical on netflix and uh be sure to give luke islam some love because he deserves it you know anyways so that's all the broadway news i have for you folks this week there hasn't been a bunch of breaking news that into the woods cast was really major but otherwise there hasn't been too much but i will say although there hasn't been a ton of breaking news there's been a lot of rumors going on in in the broadway industry this week and i want to share them with you folks but i i don't know how credible they are and i don't want to like i don't want to ruin it but some of these are are too good what i will say is that jonathan groff could be coming back to broadway sooner than we all think he could be on his way back to broadway very soon in the near future, which I'm so excited for because I'm a big Jonathan Groff fan. And it's going to be in a show that we all know and love. And it's going to be with a couple other major stars. So I am very excited about that. And I will say, because we had a Strange Loop episode last week, um, so it's kind of relevant. I've been hearing a lot of rumors that it's going to be closing very soon because their box office numbers aren't doing well. And now that isn't really a rumor. You can kind of look at the So Broadway posts their gross, um, their grosses each week to Broadway World and like it, it's just public knowledge. So you can actually go track and see how well shows are doing. And usually the shows that aren't doing well in ticket sales are the ones that close. So it's not a long shot in saying that, and a lot of people could know that by looking at their grosses. But I I will say that it's kind of mind-boggling for a show that won the best musical this year to not be you know, doing well at the box office because usually the Tony Awards really shoots the box office sales and kind of makes everyone want to go see it. But uh, it seems like that hasn't been the case for a strange loop. And unfortunately, that's really sad to see, especially after talking to Elle Morgan Lee last week um, on the podcast, which was a wonderful conversation that we had. So I just wanted to share that with you. There's a lot more that uh, is being said, but I don't know. I don't know how true any of it is, so I don't want to talk about it. But I will say that I will keep you all posted the second I hear that like it's actually true or that it's already broken because I don't know. I don't I don't want to step on anybody's toes. Anyways, moving on. Because there wasn't a lot of breaking news on Broadway, we're going to talk about some drama dictionary. We're going to bring back the segment. Yeah, we're not going to do it every week because unfortunately, we're running out of words, people. But I will bring it back like once a month or on the off weeks that, you know, there hasn't just been a lot of breaking news on Broadway. So for this week's drama dictionary word of the week, we will be talking about... Drummel. I like I don't know. I love the drummel. We're talking about button. Okay. And this is not a button on the shirt because frankly, for those of you who don't know, on Broadway, there are no buttons on a shirt. Yes, you can see it on the outside, so it looks like on stage it is a button, but actually 
those are fake buttons and they don't button to anything. Um, they're kind of just there for decoration. All of the shirts and everything on Broadway are Velcro. And that includes zippers. Zippers are usually Velcro too. And that's because of the quick changes and everything. So we're not talking about buttons. Buttons are not a thing in the industry. We're not talking about closed buttons. We're talking about a button, which is the final part of a song or a scene where you know you have this big buildup and all these things are going on. And then all of a sudden it's like a boom. And that's like the final note or like whatever. So like in Town, because I saw Town this week, y'all, I loved Town, but I already gave y'all a review, so I don't need to review it again. I did see T. Oliver read in her, as Hermes and I loved it. Anyways, I'm being a Broadway geek now. So in Town, it's like the... That's the button. That final... There's like a little build up and then bam, like the final thing. So that's what the button is. It usually ends with like a little spotlight on one person or two people or the cast, you know, all the things. And that's usually the time to like applaud. The, the button's the time to applaud for those of you who don't know. But that's what a button is. A closed button is not a thing in the industry. You know, I, I don't know why, but uh, no, I do know why. It's because of the quick changes, but um, <laughs> button. No. Anyways, buttons are not a thing. That's really what a button is when we talk about a button in Broadway, in the Broadway industry. So that's all I have for you folks this week. I know this was all over the place and long-winded, but I had a blast doing this. So without further ado, I'm just going to turn it over to Kennedy Kanagawa. Kennedy Kanagawa, curtain up. Okay, folks, this week we have yet another special guest making their Broadway debut in arguably the most popular show on Broadway right now. Currently playing Milky White in Into the Woods, everyone welcome to take a bow, Kennedy Kanagawa. Hello, thanks for having me. (laughs) Oh my goodness, I'm so excited. I just told you this, but everyone knows that I kind of saw Into the Woods a couple weeks ago now. I think it was like two weeks ago and absolutely loved the show, loved your performance. And especially like, I feel like as a performer, I really watched you because your performance was something that no one else on the stage was doing because you were doing you were performing you were being a puppeteer kind of you're doing all the things um so i was like blown away with your performance i gave you a special shout out when i gave my little review and everything so i'm so excited that you're here with me today nice of you to say thank you oh my goodness no literally like your performance is like as a performer it's in, in like it I guess as a performer in the audience, you recognize things that regular audience members may not necessarily notice, um, kind of like the work that goes into it. So we'll get into all of that. But the way I usually like to start my my episodes is asking you know, everyone who comes on here, what inspired you to want to tell stories and want to get into theater and uh, musical theater? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I think... Musical theater was kind of always there for me. My parents were big fans of it. And, you know, I did uh, my third grade musical and (laughs) had an absolute blast. And there's something about the medium of live performance and storytelling that I think resonates with audiences in a, a really special and unique way. And so mm. the way you can 
convey messages and tell stories and affect change is, I think, really special with uh, theater. For sure. So you started at a young age of third grade. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I was in um, How the Armadillo Came to Be. Period. You know, casual. Um, I love that. The casual stage debut playing Armadillo number four. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, That's so awesome. Um, But I want to ask you because I saw on your resume, I mean, you are a making your Broadway debut, but you're you're a veteran of the industry. You've been in several shows um, around New York and regional places. It's, it's incredible. Um, but I noticed that this actually isn't your first stint with the show Into the Woods. You played Jack in, in another production, right? I did, yeah. Um, I think that was 2017 um i was in the so the national asian artists project uh, or now that byrg lee um founded with stephen ang uh they did a concert version of into the woods with an all asian cast Mm -hmm. so that was so much fun and i played jack in it and and harada played the witch so yeah so it was fun uh we we could work together she was actually played my mom in my very first professional gig but it was fun reuniting with her on that project and then again uh at encores oh my god that's that's amazing and then she's coming back to broadway with you guys i know that's amazing i'm so excited oh my god so wait do you understudy jack right now i don't know we have an amazing uh fleet of nine incredible understudies but there aren't any internal uh covers in the got it okay makes sense but thought i'd ask because i was like oh my god you would be perfect for it when i saw it on your (laughs) resume i was like duh he played jack of course he played jack um well i'm curious because like i don't know i you know i was on broadway when i was like 13 and now i'm 19 so i i have always dreamed about you know, kind of revisiting shows now that I'm older and kind of understand a little bit more. Um, So I'm curious, like, I know it was just like four or five years ago um, that you visited Into the Woods, but like, what is it about this production that has really resonated with you that you haven't, that you didn't necessarily um, have that resonance when when you did it the first time in 2017? Uh, Well, so Into the Woods is like, I'm not even making this up, my favorite yes of like all time <laughs> so of course. i'm like such a nerd about i've just been geeking out over this oh. show like my whole life so being able to make that my broadway debut has been so incredibly special yeah um, and I, I, there's something so magical about this production in particular and i think it has a lot to do with the people that were assembled to make this like stars all stars <laughs> everyone is so mind-blowingly talented and they're people that you know i've looked up to my entire life oh. and getting to work with them like i keep telling everyone what's even more because I mean, you expect them to be talented yeah obviously they're incredibly talented but you don't know if they're going to be nice or not and everyone right. is so nice oh. it's the most special thing to get to be a part of an experience 
yeah that that's incredible i was i was thinking about that i was like this is like a dream broadway debut for someone you know like with this show a sondheim show you know into the woods everybody knows what into the woods is this cast is just ridiculous and then the people that they're bringing in to replace this cat like it's just incredible and it keeps extending and then you had the city center like it's just such a wonderful little journey that you all have shared and have gone on through this whole process I yeah, completely agree. It's so special and I'm waking up every morning pinching myself because yeah. it feels so surreal. <laughs> well, um, talk to me because when you auditioned for the City Center version of the show, did you like was there ever I guess foresight of like or, or a tease of like, oh, this could go to Broadway? Or was it always just like, you know, you were auditioning for that production? So uh, funny story um, uh-huh. and is also kind of part of why this whole thing is so surreal is that I didn't audition. What? I, I, I um, so the puppet designer, James Ortiz, uh-huh. is a good friend who I had collaborated with in the past on some developmental works uh, and while he was, you know, Lear de Bessonet was asking for his recommendations on some someone to puppeteer for Milky Way. And, you know, mm. she had, you know, the stipulations, uh, you know, they, they really wanted to make sure that it wasn't just a puppeteer with someone that could sing and yeah. do all those things. And so he literally messaged me on Instagram and Stop was it. like, what do you, this was in, I think, March. And he was like, hey, are you uh, free in May? And I was like, uh, I think so, yeah. <laughs> and he was like, cool. I think I'm going to recommend you for this uh, thing. And I was like, okay. And then he told me what it was, and I was like, wow, that would be awesome. Yeah. I- <laughs> Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I didn't think anything of it. And oh, then my word. like, I think a couple weeks later, my agent just received the offer (laughs) so it was such a bizarre turn of events um so yeah grateful to him for life yes (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing what a story so so then of course when you got to city center you know you're doing this stage reading and you guys were only supposed to do it for a short amount of time and then it extended at city center right and then it was like we're going to broadway so uh City Center was only ever going to be the two weeks. Got it. Um, because that's just the nature of 
encores they like mount something like fast and furious mm-hmm. reading except you know encores is kind of morphed into this like but is it a reading because yeah you can't hold book but no one holds book and um so but so it was 10 performances over two weeks and monday was our dark day in between weeks and so um that was the day that we found out that we were transferring and I was my agent just forwarded me the email from the producers and I was home and I was so confused. I didn't (laughs) understand what it was. My brain flatlined. Right. I was like, I was like, Jude Jamson. Why do I know that? What is that? Oh my God. And I, 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 and then I like kept reading and I was like, Oh, St. James. Oh, like, like, Oh, there's a Broadway theater called the St. James. I still yes. wasn't connecting the dots. And then <laughs> I like, I think I Googled, I'm like, am I gaslighting myself? Like, right. what is, what is, does this mean? Cause it's not, it's not like come to Broadway. It's all the like technicalities. And so, exactly. But, yeah. So once I realized what the email was, I ran into the other room where my boyfriend was and I was like shaking and stuff shouting and he started like shouting and he's hugged me and he was we were jumping up and down and then because i am neurotic i like was so overwhelmed that i just like pushed him away and i started like dry heaving because i was oh, so man. nervous <laughs> so he was Stop like yeah yeah oh, oh do you need do you want some water do you, do you <laughs> right. like I, I don't know if i'm gonna throw up or i'm gonna cry or i'm gonna laugh oh. uh, so that was a really special uh moment (laughs) yeah and here we are yeah here we are now well i want to ask you two questions about two other special moments you know taking that first bow at new york city center i mean that that theater is just unbelievable and then taking your first broadway bow which is like even like crazier yeah um the I mean, (laughs) when they're words, you know, like it's crazy. Maybe not. Like, yeah, I think the bow, once we got to the end of the show and bowed, I was in it. But when the curtain goes up at the beginning of the show and the audience is so responsive and we're holding for the applause and Lear did this beautiful job of giving us permission to just like look out at the audience and take in the uh, the audience's response and really kind of connect that with them on a, a, an intimate level is so special. And both the St. James and city center are huge houses. Mm. So the curtain going up and seeing all of those people <laughs> was so incredible and terrifying. <laughs> and exciting. Like all of the feelings. Yes, definitely. And I'm, I'm actually really grateful that we were able to just kind of have that moment at the top of show while they're, while they're applauding to mm-hmm. kind of mentally recalibrate and be like, all right, this is happening. This is where we are taking this moment and let's, let's get ready to do a show. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. I mean, everything about it, it's just like the whole, it's, it's awesome. Literally. It's like chills just thinking about it, you know? Anyways, I want to talk to you about, you know, Milky White and, and, and your rehearsal process with this, because like I mentioned, this is just, 
it's crazy. I mean, it's truly like what you do on a nightly basis is absolutely bonkers. Cause like oh you're gosh, a performer up there. <laughs> yes. Cause you're a performer up there, but you know, you really don't have a scene partner because the, the other performers, their scene partner is the prop. So right. you kind of just have to watch them interact with like someone that's not you, but like, that's the character you're playing. So like, what is that like? Did that take some time to get used to? Oh, totally. It was so it, there are so many interesting and complicated layers yeah. to that dynamic that I needed to adjust to because, you know, James Ortiz was instrumental in kind of figuring out what how this puppet was going to operate on stage. Right. So he was really he and Lear didn't want and like one of those like all black ninja incognito (laughs) but i'm clearly still here situations they wanted to be like no it's a puppet with a puppeteer and we're going to acknowledge that and there's and i think that extends to a lot of the the creative design of the show of like the orchestra is on stage set is going to be super minimal and it's just we're going to acknowledge that this is a play and we're putting it on and like let it speak for itself Mm -hmm. but in order to make sure that the audiences and the other actors on stage maintain focus on the cow and not the person operating the cow. I was instructed to maintain my gaze on the puppet the entire time. So that if people are looking at me, I kind of, my lack of eye contact is going to help direct them to where they should be looking. Right. Um, But that's actually really complicated because I am not able to look up on stage. So it took a a while for me to get the hang of knowing where I'm supposed to be uh, without looking basically, or only using my peripheral vision. Yeah. Um, But it, it was really fun figuring out and um, the way that, James, uh, like he brought me the puppet. He was like, all right, this is the, this is the puppet. This is the thing. And it's, you know, it's super simple. It's got Mm -hmm. a handle on the head and it's got a handle on the butt. You can wiggle it around and there's a a lever if you want to open the mouth. (laughs) And those are the only mechanics to the puppet. So from there, it's like, how do we utilize these two super basic tools to, create a movement vocabulary for the puppet to see what the puppet is able to do and then create bring it to life from there sure it yeah it's fascinating how it works and watching you up there is fascinating like did that take a lot of time to really like you know really understand the mechanics to like see see how it walks and see how it lays down plays dead all the things yeah um well i feel like a lot of time is relative because we had like right. <laughs> 10 days of rehearsal <laughs> before yeah. we opened the encores. But um, basically every spare moment we had was Lear gave us great permission to kind of just go off on our own in another studio or um, in the corner of the room and be like, okay, what are we doing? What does this moment look like? And also a lot of it was just kind of like doing something and see if it makes sense. And mm. it was really funny the way that Lear and Lauren Lataro, the choreographer, would 
be like, all right, everyone on stage uh, in the opening, uh, during this lyric, everyone's going to go step, step, chasse, three-point turn. And <laughs> no acknowledgement to the fact that there is a four-legged cow doing right. that. So, like, and James would be like sitting at the table and I'd like kind of like make eye contact with him and we'd both be like, we'll figure it out. So then <laughs> we'd run it and I would just do something and then we'd like look at each other and he'd either like give me a thumbs up or on our break, he'd come over and be like, okay, so maybe like with the chasse, if we like do this with the legs or swing them out more and then we'd go from there. So it was a oh, lot of trial word. and error to figure out what made sense. Yeah, that's so fascinating. Just because, like, you know, you you have this cast. Like, you're sure not used to you having a play animal on the stage and someone literally, like, puppet, puppet, puppeteering it? I don't know. I don't know what the word is. But, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's crazy the way that, like, the whole – I feel like everything kind of changes once you, you add that to the mix because, like, you know, you hold a prop. You hold a shoe like it, it is in the show. Like, even that throws things off and there's just, like, you can only do certain things. But you have a whole freaking animal that you are directing and it's literally, like, it's fascinating. I love just watching you in the show just – trying to like just like figuring it out and just navigating yeah. it it's so cool <laughs> thank you, you There's like, so literally... many, like... yeah go ahead well i was just gonna say in terms of like figuring out the cow i'm thinking about her udder which yeah it's you know a- attached by a couple of different strings so that it's super pendulous we might yep. say <laughs> um which is makes sense for the cow in terms of like the state of a cow literally on the verge of death. But then when we're figuring out moments when she should sit or lie down, how the udder gets in the way. So we had to kind of craft this motion of, okay, as she's lying down, you got to kind of swing the udder so that it like goes to the right or the left. And then she can lay down flat on it. And so oh her God. like butt isn't in the air and the teats aren't like a dry <laughs> side, like keeping her upright. Right. Oh my god, it's literally like a show within the show. Like that your character is totally the show within the show. It's amazing. Um anyways, we I guess we can move on a little bit because I don't know. I just find it fascinating. Um I want to talk to you about the timing with Into the Woods. You know, obviously it's a Stephen Sondheim show and you guys kind of brought this to City Center pretty like close after his death like after his passing so i want to ask you like with such an a legendary icon in the theater and everything and doing a show like that and kind of honoring him in a way because it's like the first show that's being done after his passing um what kind of honor is that for for the actors on the stage i mean i think that Everyone in the company across the board would say that it is the highest honor. Yeah. He is such a legend within our industry that, I mean, I can't think of of a higher honor than getting to do this for him. And we actually, uh, on Sunday after our show, um, were fortunate enough to have a little champagne toast with James Lapine who gave a really beautiful heartfelt speech about the production and um, you know, so he, and Sondheim was a part of the planning for this show at Encores before he passed last year and was a part of, you know, the, the beginning of casting and stuff. So 
James Lapine said that in a lot of ways he feels like Stephen was able to experience this show and that he knows that it is as being as well received as it has been. Right. Um, so that was really special to hear. Yeah, truly. And I feel like he said like many times that like Into the Woods is like his favorite, you know? And so like to know that like that's the one that's that's on right now on Broadway of his is like it's so special, like truly. Um, so it's so cool that you guys are are doing it justice, you know, like y'all are doing it eight shows a week, y'all are putting in the work and yeah. doing it so beautifully, you know. Truly, um, I want to talk to you because obviously none of this would be possible without the fans of the show. Um, I mean, obviously with City Center, like it getting so huge there and the fans just responding so well to it. You have some hardcore fans. Um, the stage <laughs> doors are crazy every night. Uh, yeah, like literally. So talk to me uh, about the fans of the show and, and kind of being a part of a show with such a I don't mean, for lack of a better term, cult following, you know, like it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, the fans are absolutely incredible. And it's mm -hmm. funny because I kind of feel like I am a fan too. I just happen to <laughs> also be in the show. <laughs> sure. But, but I think that, um, you know, this show is, has hits on so many different levels for people. Sure. And, you know, the, the the filmed PBS uh, original production was one of the first, you know, really uh, widely accessible Broadway musicals for people that weren't perhaps able to see, right. go to New York and see the original production. Um, and then with the Disney movie coming out <laughs> and, and, I, I, and also, you know, it's their stories. It's based on fairy tales. And mm -hmm. I think there's a reason why those have been around for so long and yes. still resonate with people universally. It's because these messages that they convey still, um, they still resonate with people. And, but the fans have been, oh my gosh, so freaking great. We've gotten <laughs> like, I, 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 I've received so many cool, like, uh, gifts and homemade things and there's Aww. art we're making um, and it's it just feels like uh, so much support and community there um, yes. and the success of the show is completely thanks to the people that are coming out to support it and coming to the stage door and stuff even though the stage door is, is so chaotic and it's yes. absolutely absolutely terrifying because <laughs> oh. um, I, I like don't like crowds yes. so i get really anxious right but. and especially like at a time where like yes covid is like kind of dying down a little bit but like it's still a thing and like if totally. you attract it like you know you're you're out for the show for a couple of shows you know like that it's you don't want to do that because you love to perform so like it's crazy but um it's so cool that you know they just kind of want to cheer you on and they're okay with you all not signing and all the things it's so fun yeah really. we're so so grateful to them yeah, I, I want to take it a step further and ask you about a fan in particular, because um, you mentioned the support and the artwork and everything. There's this fan. Her name is Ashley Hufford or Hooford. Yes. Um, oh, my God. And, and she literally... Yes. 
you have met oh my god because yes. i wanted to ask so for those of you who don't know um this fan has a a, a crazy incredible milky white tattoo on her arm um so in a way you are a tattoo on someone's body which is crazy (laughs) um but like what was your reaction to that like how crazy was that i mean it was so cool one of our um our company managers rachel uh while we were i think we were still in rehearsal for the transfer um Uh because ashley had also seen it at encores initially Right. Uh, a TikTok of the process of her getting that tattoo. And I was like, my mind was blown. I was like, what? Oh my God. Yeah. That's so cool. Um, so uh, I like did a little like TikTok duet with Milky, like watching oh. TikTok um, and approving of the tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, like we followed each other on TikTok and then um, maybe on Instagram too. I forget. But anyway, she. Uh, let me know when she was coming back to see the show. And so I was like, oh my gosh, I have to meet you in person. So we we got, um, and it's it's always, like I said, it's always chaotic at the stage door. So it's hard to like get one-on-one time with people. We like met a little ways away and I didn't get um, a, a ton of time with her, but we got to say hi. And I, she said that she's coming back. So oh. I told her, let me know when that is. Uh, but she's so sweet and yes. makes great videos on tiktok i highly recommend she does following her <laughs> yes oh my god it's so funny because that's how i also came across that that tattoo and her um it, it was just incredible i mean it was like nothing i'd ever seen i love that like you know fans love something so much that they're like willing to just make it permanent on their body it's incredible totally yeah Go ahead. i was gonna say i i've i've like toyed with the idea of man this is such a special experience for me should i like get a tattoo to like commemorate the show somehow i don't know i'm terrified you actually are getting matching tattoos yes (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that would be iconic um well i have to talk to you because it was just recently announced that you know you all are extending which is so exciting congratulations on that first of all thank you Yes, of course. And then it also came out that there's going to be like some new cast members coming in. And then some of you, of course, are staying. Um, but um, again, incredible stars. You have Stephanie J. Block and Andy Carl and Crystal Rodriguez, all these fantastic people coming into the show. Like, how excited are you? I mean, it's always sad to, to see cast members go, but how excited are you to, to be able to play with some new stars, literally? I'm thrilled. I mean, I'm, I'm, I will be so, so sad when, yeah. when people who are leaving uh, go because I love them all so much. But, you know, there, it's a wonderful silver lining that these all-stars, like just more all-stars coming into the fold. And I can't wait for them to, to, to get here. And I think that they actually, some of them are starting rehearsals this week. Um, mm. And I'm so excited to meet all of them and bring them in because I really feel like our company has such a special energy and I really can't wait to bring them into that and yeah, uh, just share in this crazy cool experience with them. Totally. And it, it's cool the way that the show is crafted that it, it could be a really big cast, but it's really not. Like, your cast is pretty intimate, and everyone has their moment to shine and everything. So you can tell, like, just as an audience, like, watching the show, 
how close you guys are and how much that you've been able to kind of play with each other and really understand the story that you're telling and the characters that you're playing and the relationships that each character has with the other character. It's really beautiful what you guys are putting out there every night. Seriously. Thank you. It, I mean, it feels it feels like a Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Such a, such a tight knit family. And it's so funny because, like, like you know, Sarah Bareilles yeah. is a, a a queen. Yeah. And, but working with her, she's so humble and down to earth, and is just like another member of the cast. And yes. I like have these moments where like I forget. I'm like, oh wait, wait, wait. You're Sarah Bareilles. Like, <laughs> you're someone that I've been obsessed with for years. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, so it's just really special. No, that's so real though, because I was I was a Sarah Bareilles fan when she like was doing her music thing and everything. But when Waitress came to Broadway, like that's like arguably my favorite Broadway show, and I'm obsessed with her. So her being the Baker's wife was literally like they're bringing in stars, yes, but they're not stunt casting. You know, like Into right. the Woods is not stunt casting. They are picking people that really does the story justice who can really perform really like tell the story and and it's beautiful like it's not like they're just bringing in names to just be a name on stage you know it's so it's they did unbelievable work with the casting and that literally goes through the entire cast so kudos to the casting director because they did some incredible work they deserve a raise um we all do Um, (laughs) um, but talk to me so you also have done a couple other things here in new york you've done a few off-broadway shows uh you did a christmas carol and lolita my love right Um, yes yes talk to me about about those experiences and i mean in a way, like the off-Broadway is is so similar to Broadway, yet so vastly different. So so talk to me about your experience performing in those shows. So actually, my my very first um, professional job that I did with Anne Harada was um, Falsetto Land off-Broadway at the Vineyard Theater. Oh, oh my God. And I oh, was cool. 13. Stop and it. I played Jason and, and it was um, an all-Asian cast. Uh, and it was so, and that production was so, it, it has such a, uh, uh, big place in my heart because I, you know, I had only moved to this country like two years ish before prior. Oh, wow. And, and so this was my first real introduction to like professional theater 
in the country, let alone New York City. And the relationships that I built with these wonderful, generous performers is actually something that I am so thankful has persisted. And the director, Alan Muraoka, is someone that I am still close to actually so the, uh, Jason Ma, who was the lead of that show, um, is now also a prolific playwright. And so I just did, uh, I was just in a show that he wrote um, uh, called Gold Mountain at the Utah Shakespeare Festival. Yes. And so he had written it and I was in it and Alan was the director of it. So that was oh. a, such a fun reunion. And then coming uh into, into the woods, like I said, and reuniting with Anne was so right. special. And then Jason started collaborating with Christine Toy Johnson, who yes. was also in our production and is now, you know, she was in, is doing Come From Away. Sure. And two of them are collaborating on a new piece that I did a reading of in May. So it's like, we're all still part of each other's lives. And it was such a great way of, of seeing that, uh, AAPI performers have a place in this industry in a, in a, in a way mm. that especially when I was 13 was not the case and still that's oh. a long way to go, but that's another story. And also just a gay love story as someone, right. you know, I was like about to come out myself and like wrestling with like sexuality and identity and seeing not only this beautiful love story between these gay characters and but also the people in the cast like having like a a gay director and gay actors and seeing how like normal and wonderful they are and seeing oh it that's that's okay to be in this world so i owe a lot to uh those people in that production i think oh that's so beautiful what that's yeah i i can't imagine (laughs) like no it's truly like that's so cute um and and how wonderful it must be for you to to be here on broadway with with all these other fantastic people like anna harada and christine toy johnson and all of them um but like what does it mean to you to be be a performer for younger aapi audience members oh my gosh it's if I think about it too much, I'll start crying, but it's oh so, <laughs> no, 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 it's great. It's a great question. And it's okay. so, like, I am so, so grateful for the opportunity that I've been afforded with this production and the representation across the board, the, the representation and diversity and inclusion that this company uh, yes. has is so powerful. And, and in, in terms of the AAPI community and representation, you know, I, I'm in the show. Brooke Ishibashi uh, is in the show, and Harada has, was a part of it, and is coming back. Plato Cito is is uh, who is uh, Asian American, is uh, a stage manager. Sierra Liburnet was a, a choreographer, and um, uh, Delphi Boric, who's also half Japanese, uh, is one of our like iconic wonder stud- uh, uh, understudies oh. slash wonder studies yes. who went on for <laughs> Little Red and. Um, you know, she was the first, she's the first Asian American woman to play Little Red on Broadway. And like, I, like Incredible. the whole day I was just like sobbing in the way. <laughs> it's really special. And p- 
people have come up to me or and messaged me saying like, thank you so much for the representation. I see myself in you and the other uh, Asian American actors on stage and, and being able to be, uh, be a part of that representation is I'm so grateful for and just means the world to me. Yeah. If you could, if you could be in a show on Broadway and, and, take the representation like a step further do you have like a a show in mind that you would like that's like a dream role for you to to be there because i wish i saw someone at that at like a young age wanting to do theater that's that's a great question um i i i probably do but i also i think that growing up and seeing shows uh, and like established, you know, golden age shows and stuff. I feel like sure. we always fell into one of two veins. It was either like the Asian show, like the King and I are Miss Saigon, that is, you know, felt like pigeonholy and problematic for lots of different reasons. And, Interesting. and also being uh, biracial was an added component to it. And it was always this weird, uh, basically like a, a table of, of white people, uh, like judging how Asian they feel like I am or am not, which is oh. so invalidating. But, and then there are the shows that like, I never felt that I could be a part of like for, you know, cause it was all white people. Um, right. and so I think that, so with some shows like Into the Woods, where it doesn't matter what race you are, it's so powerful to, you know, have a diverse cast. But also, like, I'm so excited for new works, like a strange loop and like the stories that are being told with uh, like intentional representation. Um, right. And I, I just across the board, like so excited to tell those stories. So. I think that like I, I am most excited for something that has yet to be written. Totally. Oh my God. I love that answer. I also just love the fact of like the idea of, of like originating a role on Broadway, you know, like how cool would that yeah, process so, be? That would be so cool. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh my God. Well, this is, this has been wonderful. And honestly, like th- if this season, this coming season, I guess, I guess we have to wait a whole year though. Um, if we don't see Into the Woods at the Tony Awards, I'm going to lose my everything um <laughs> for for hopes of being pg i'm gonna lose it all and um i'm gonna be very upset because it, i know it's a limited run and everything but this show is literally it's been like life-changing for a lot of people in in such a short amount of time that you guys have been able to put this all together and the, the learning about the process of it and learning about you as a performer and as an actor um it, it's just been it's been so wonderful and so i really appreciate you coming on today and telling us all these wonderful stories seriously it's wonderful well i'm so so uh grateful that you asked me this has been an absolute blast Oh my god! Well, this is this is seriously. I'm so excited for everyone to listen to this, and uh, I hope that you all enjoyed it. And for now, take about Kennedy Kanagawa. Yay! Yay! Oh my god! <laughs> take about Kennedy Kanagawa. Oh my goodness! Literally, I had such a joy talking to him about um, 
all the things really uh into the woods of course because i love learning about the journey of into the woods because i'm now an into the woods fans i will say like i came on here and was like oh my god it's amazing and but act two wasn't needed like i don't know i i still absolutely love the show and i'm a huge fan and so to be able to talk about it this week with someone in the show and to talk about that incredible journey that we've all kind of kind of witnessed, you know, just it going from city center and then being this huge hit now coming to Broadway and then extending and now with the news of the new cast. So I had to bring him on and I'm so happy that he's going to be staying in the show. He does some incredible work in the show. And I hope that like, it kind of gave you a new appreciation to when you go see him in, in this show, when you go see his performance, because it is really special. And as a performer in the audience, like I already said it, but to watch him, is fascinating and it's something that uh is not easy and cannot be done by just anyone so the fact that he's like an actual like performer and a traditional performer and he he's kind of learned how to do this puppeteer work is really special and really cool so huge congratulations to kennedy on making your broadway debut thank you for coming on here to talk to me about into the woods and about how important it is for the aapi representation i know um we've had a lot of talk about that for the bipoc community and the black performers community and everything but we haven't really talked about that with the aapi community lately so it was wonderful to kind of revisit that conversation and talk about it a little bit more so thank you so much for being so candid with me i really had a wonderful time and i hope that you all enjoyed this week's episode and were able to learn something uh, or maybe even kind of put a bug in your ear for the next time that you see into the woods on broadway or for the first time that you see into the woods on broadway um and you kind of get to witness kennedy's performance and how unbelievable it is and how special it is and it cannot be done by by everyone. It, it takes a very special performer. So huge shout out to Kennedy for coming on here today and doing what he does on a nightly basis. Um, so in the beginning of the episode, I mentioned that Jonathan Groff is going to be possibly making his return to Broadway. Well, apparently those rumors are true. I was I recorded it before the announcement came out. I recorded it on Tuesday, and now I'm recording this on our, my phone after the news came out uh, that Jonathan Groff is indeed, he's not coming back to Broadway. I thought Merrily We Roll Along is going to be coming to Broadway. It's actually off-Broadway, and it was announced that Jonathan Groff and Lindsay Mendez will be joining Daniel Radcliffe off-Broadway and Merrily We Roll Along. I'm so excited about that. It's supposedly coming in this fall, later this year, but I do believe that it could be pushed back a little bit further, um, maybe into next year. But I am hearing that that is very much happening, and I could not be more excited about it. Everyone, that cast is going to be star-studded with those three alone. Very exciting stuff. I also saw news that Take Me Out is coming back to Broadway for a limited run. Jesse Tyler Ferguson and Jesse Williams will both be returning to the show, and that is poised to come back to Broadway this fall as well. So very exciting announcements coming out today for Broadway. They did come out yesterday on Wednesday uh, when this releases on Thursday, and I didn't get to talk about it, so I wanted to come out here on the outro. I usually don't do Broadway news on the outro, but I needed to address it and make sure to let you all know the exciting news. And that's it for this week's Broadway news for sure for this week's episode. 
that's all I have for you folks this week. So thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Take a Bow. We have a lot of exciting things coming. Uh, there are a lot of exciting things in the work, whether it's been with guests, whether it's been with content ideas, and, and some maybe live content opportunities. So I'm very excited. Stay tuned for all of it. I will say that social media has been seeing it all first. So if you're not following the Take About podcast on Instagram or TikTok, you're missing out because we have some exciting content, especially on TikTok. Um, so you you definitely want to go check that out. And before I actually let you go, I want to say a uh, huge congratulations and a huge shout out to Joe Serafini. He had a wonderful solo debut here in New York at the Green Room 42, where Take a Bow had its 100th episode live uh, for the first time. It was so wonderful what he did this past weekend. Uh, it was so wonderful to see him again. It was so cool to see all of these wonderful High School Musical uh, cast members like Julia Lester, Andrew Barth Feldman, and Frankie Rodriguez. Of course, uh, Tim Fetterly was even there. So it was so cool to see all of them and uh, to see their bond and their support for one another. It was really special and Joe just killed it. And we actually have some videos from Joe's cabaret and Joe's performance who plays Seb in High School Musical, the musical, the series. Uh, for those of you who don't know, he's a part of the Take a Bow family. He was literally the second guest we had on Take a Bow. So he's a dear friend of mine and I was so excited to go support him and uh, get to get to watch him perform again and see his family and everything. So you should go check that out if you uh, weren't able to see his performance or be able to live stream it or whatever. We have a good chunk of his performances on our TikTok. So yeah, go check that out. And uh, without further ado, I'll leave you with that. And I hope to see you all next week. Bye, everyone. Have a great week. This episode's curtain call, I would like to recognize a few people who also deserve to take a bow. This podcast would not be possible without the help from Dory Berenstein, Brittany Bigelow, Katie Rosen, Alan Seals, and the team at the Broadway Podcast Network. Next in line to take a bow is Tessie Tokash, who edits the audio and all the visuals for this podcast. A special thanks to patrons Brian Thompson, Pat McNamara, the listeners at PCC, as well as all of the other patrons for their continued support. If you're interested in becoming a patron, go to patreon.com slash TAB. And if you enjoyed this week's episode, don't forget to subscribe on the platform that you're currently listening to this on. Also, feel free to give us a follow on Instagram at TakeAboutPodcast. TakeAbout's logo is designed by Giselle Bustos, and the music is by Nikki Torsha and Cormac Collinon. Bye, everyone. Hope to see you next week. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.